Hi, I'm Jamie Escudere, and welcome to this inaugural episode of Nonsense. What is a nun? I'm actually not that kind of nun that you're thinking about. Quite the opposite. Nun, N-O-N-E, is someone who is secular or unaffiliated with any religious denomination. I'm not only a nun, I'm also a lawyer, a liberal, a father, a husband, uh, other important and meaningful things, but I want to focus on my nunness because I think it's very important to be open about being that type of person in America at this time. And there's a couple of reasons. First, there's a lot of us. Um, in the New York Times, I was reading an article that said about one-third of all millennials actually identify as a nun, and as many as 23%, so nearly a quarter of the entire population of the United States, uh, is unaffiliated religiously. Now, when I say that, I'm not talking about that we're all atheists or agnostics, just people who don't, for whatever reason, subscribe to a religion. And it's important for those people to have people, I think, like me, out there being open about this. Because America, and I really feel like, uh, frankly, the world, the way we're going, needs more people who are willing to be upfront about their lack of belief. Because the way we view the world makes us behave, and I know this is probably going to offend a lot of people who are religious, but I just feel like it makes us behave in a much more responsible way towards the earth and towards each other. And here's the reason. We don't believe in heaven. We imagined that there was no heaven. And what that does is it places incredible importance upon now. Now, both in terms of time and, and here, in terms of place. If we don't believe in heaven, that means that if we're ever going to experience ecstasy or happiness or joy, it's got to happen here on this planet. And it also means that we have to be responsible stewards of this planet because it's all we have. We're not going anywhere else. I believe that if you believe in an afterlife, you believe that something is going to get better later on, then it's okay to abuse the people around you now and the place where you live now because it's just going to get better. So it's okay to pollute. It's okay. You know, there's actually, I actually know religious people who are okay with and even in some kind of warped way look forward to the apocalypse. They want the world to end. Because once that happens, they're going to go to a better place. Well, if you're someone like me, and you don't think there's anything after life other than just nothingness, oblivion, well, then you don't really want the apocalypse to happen because it means it's all come to an end. And there's many wonderful things about being alive and being on Earth that are not something that I want to end. I'd rather enjoy it. I enjoy being alive, and I'd like to stick around, and I, I want to enjoy my life. And I want to enjoy the biodiversity of this planet. And I like, like, you know, I like things like drinking a clean uh, glass of water or uh, breathing in fresh air. Those are good things. And I would like those things to continue. And I don't want to diminish those things or cheapen those things by pretending that there's something better waiting. When really, it's hard for me to conceive of a more beautiful planet that's possible of creating more uh, vibrant, wonderful, rich experiences than this one. So I don't want to diminish the now and the earth by talk of, of some future. And that's part of the reason why I think being a nun and practicing a way of life that is kind of a an a-religious, there is no God way of, of conducting oneself on earth is actually a very responsible and a good way to live. And I have some stories about, a couple of stories that I'd like to tell about what it's like for me as an atheist, born in the United States and raised in the United States, to live in this country that actually makes me feel unwelcome and, and an alien. 
and an alien in the sense of not, not in the sort of immigration sense that we use it as a way to disparage people from other countries who come here, because I think that's a disgusting thing that we do with how we just uh, many Americans can't stand immigrants. Alien in the sense of just unfamiliar to the people who would consider themselves the rightful owners of this country. And I hate that because I'm not an alien to this country. I am as American as anyone else. And yet these are the things that happened to me. So Last December, last November, I ran for office as a Democrat in a swing district in Texas. I say it's a swing district because this district traditionally goes blue. I'm a Democrat, and I'm in a district that traditionally goes uh, Democratic. But last November, I ran for uh, district attorney in my district as a Democrat, and the entire district went straight red, not just for district attorney, but literally for everything on the ballot, for president, for county commissioner. The entire ballot was Republican. Now, I ran for district attorney on this. This was my platform, literally. I'm against the death penalty, and I'm against the war on drugs. And I believed, and I believe still, that this was a sensible, responsible, and humane platform. And yet I lost miserably. And why? Because I'm an atheist. That was it. In fact, I'll tell you a story. I was actually knocking on a door of a potential voter, and this was a woman who should have traditionally been a Democratic voter. She was a Mexican-American woman, an older woman, who I know has family members in Mexico, and the Republican, let's face it, the Republican policy or slate or leadership is very anti-immigrant, and frankly, I think it's a, the Republican Party is a racist party that's against Mexicans, and this, there's absolutely no way that this woman should have been not a Democratic voter, and yet... I knocked on her door, and when I tell you the look of horror on her face when she realized who it was who was knocking on her door, she told it was like a Tuesday. It was like a Tuesday at three in the afternoon, and I said, "Hey, I'm you know I'm Jamie. I'd like to introduce myself. I'm running for DA." And she just she kind of raises her hands, not like in a way to stop me, but almost like in a fearful, like trying to cast out demons kind of way. And she says, "I know who you are. I'm not voting for you. In fact, I'm going to church right now." And then she slammed the door on me. Word had gotten around clearly that I was an atheist, which has nothing to do with the job of being a district attorney, but word spread in that community, and that was it. That was their one issue, and I know this, that that was their one issue. It had nothing to do with trial experience or my experience as a lawyer, or how about the fact, right, that all of these people were religious, and many of the people in my district Catholic. It didn't have nothing to do with the fact that I was opposed on the record to the death penalty, and my opponent was not. And yet they would rather vote for, I guess, a quote-unquote Christian person who's willing to put poor people to death than an atheist who's not. I lost the election, and the day after I lost the election, I went to a nearby town called Fort Stockton to pull up my signs. And uh, it was an exa- you know, it was exhausting work. I remember it was the day I was in shell shock, not because I lost my election, which is something that I'm actually at peace with, but because Donald Trump won his election, which is something that I'm not at peace with and still in shock about and, frankly, still grieving about, uh, it was a cold day. It was rainy. It was just a miserable day. And I went to a diner, and there in the diner was a group of sheriff's deputies. And they were talking about my election. Now, I had my signs all over the district with my face on them saying, elect Jamie Escudero for district attorney. And I was in the very room that these people were talking And they had no idea who I was. And I could hear them saying, we're really glad Sandy Wilson won. Sandy Wilson was the lady who ran against me. Really glad that she won. I don't know anything about that other guy, but I know that he's an atheist. And what else do you need to know? Now, I will say 
there was a lawyer at that table who didn't know I was in the room, but who I know, who actually stood up for me somewhat and said, you know, atheism has nothing to do with the job. But he kind of got some snickers from the sheriff's deputies, like, come on, give us a break. But here's the remarkable thing about that. The district attorney's job is to prosecute cases, which means that whoever the DA is has to work very closely with law enforcement. And here you have these sheriff's deputies who are going to have to work with whoever the person the DA is very closely. I mean, their job really kind of depends, and the success of how well they're able to protect the people in their community depends upon their relationship with the district attorney. And so this is a very important election for them. And they had done absolutely no research into the candidates, into me, other than to determine that I was an atheist. I mean, so little research such that they didn't know what I looked like. They didn't know where I had gone to law school. They didn't know what my background was at all. They had simply heard that I was an atheist, and that was it. I was not going to get their vote. It didn't matter if I'd been more qualified than my opponent, or if I'd been practicing law longer, or if I'd tried more cases, or if I had any experience with, uh, you know, DNA evidence or electronic evidence. None of that mattered. All stuff that they would actually be, might reasonably need me to do, or types of cases that they might need me to prove in their, in their job. So there is a huge bias against nuns in this country, and that's not okay. And that needs to change because the fact is that the United States is a nation in crisis. I've never been through a civil war or a culture war, I don't think, but I think that's kind of what's happening. There's that great line, in, and I think it's Harry Potter and, and Lord of the Phoenix or Prisoner of Azkaban where someone asks Sirius, you know, is this what it felt like before? Is this the same? Is this what revolution feels like? And he says, well, it feels like it did before. In other words, before like when the Death Eaters came. Well, I don't know, but this feels like a very bad situation for the United States. The president of the United States right now, at this very moment, as I'm writing, as I'm making this podcast, is literally picking a fight with the Democratic People's Republic of Korea and the Golden Gate Warriors. All right. We are a nation in denial about climate change, despite the fact that we seem to be undergoing an epidemic of hurricanes. We have white supremacists. I guess we've always had white supremacists, but the difference is now we have white supremacists who are loud and proud about it, who are parading through our cities about it without, without any fear of even criticism. We have travel bans. We have a society that mocks you if you're educated. That if you say you want to go to college or you're a college professor, you are met with scorn. We are a country that is going backwards to the dark ages, and it's a disaster. And in these times, we need strong, clear, and sensible voices. And I'm making this podcast because I intend to be one of those voices. As I end this first podcast, I want to say that there are many people without religion out there. Humanists, atheists, agnostics, just people who are maybe are still searching. Nuns. We are good people. We care about justice. We care about the environment. We care about other people. I'm not lying to you when I say to you that one of my heroes is Jesus Christ. And I mean that. Now, do I believe that he rose, uh, was resurrected from the dead and lives at the right hand of the Father and you know, was, was a virgin birth and all that? No. No. It's nonsense. Do I believe, however, though, that he was an extremely brave person 
who spoke truth to power, who knew he was going to be punished for it, but felt that he needed to say it anyway for the good of others and did say it. Yes. I think Jesus Christ was a man of great integrity and super brave. And believe me when I tell you that I do hold him out as a model for my own conduct. I often ask myself, what would Jesus do? Which is, in fact, why I oppose the death penalty, for example. Another one of my heroes was a guy named Thomas Paine. He's the man who said, these are the times that try men's souls. He's the guy who wrote Common Sense, which was a major force behind the United States declaring independence from Great Britain. He was a founding father. He was also an atheist. My religion, he said, is to do good. My religion, and I believe the religion of many nuns, is to do good. Some of you may not understand that. Some of you may not know what that means. Follow this podcast and you will see.